The following conversation contains strong language and subjects of a mature nature. Hello and welcome to Meet the Stars, the podcast where each week I look Anthony delve deeper into the career, life and mental health of the stars. This week's guest is rap slash singer-songwriter Nia Nikolai. I came across her music on TikTok and then listened to her other songs and I'll tell you what, this person really is onto something. Why not go and check her music out? All the links are in the description. But just before that, please welcome to the show, Nia Nikolai. Nia Nikolai, welcome to Meet the Stars podcast. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Now, Nia, it's, it's important for me to start with how I discovered your music. Now, I sometimes get myself into wormholes, you know, like TikTok wormholes, or it used to be formerly YouTube wormholes, where you just watch so many videos and you're just scrolling and scrolling, mm-hmm. right? It's usually to try and get out of doing some actual work in my day job. And I'm just like, okay, well, TikTok, I'm just going to scroll through a couple of those, one or two. And then suddenly you're like 20 videos yeah. in and you're like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> yeah. Right? And I like one or two videos in on this one. I came across one of your your raps over, I think, a famous song. And, and I was just like, this person's got talent and this is real. I want to talk to this person and talk about what it is behind what you do. It's why you what you do. So, so yeah. Firstly, tell us a little bit about your music and and what you do? Well, when I was younger, I've always been interested in music. I've always wanted to do music. I never, like, nothing really intrigued me about music at first because I've always just loved it. And I was growing up and I was always writing songs, but, you know, I never put anything out until I was in high school and I dropped my first song from here. It did wildly well for a first song on SoundCloud. So that's what really made me want to continue making music. And the artist that inspired me to start actually creating is No Name. If you know her, she's a rapper from Chicago. Yeah. And you can hear it a little bit in my music, especially in my earlier music, how I've like taken her rap style and trying to like adapt it to mine. And trying to see, like, you know, it was biting a little bit, but I was just trying to figure out my sound through a sound that I already love. And from then on, I've just been making music. I've been trying to up my production and promoting my music. I've just been working really hard just outside of my music, too, so I can make money for it. Yeah, oh god, I've been there. It's really hard, but you know, it's what I love. And I really plan in the future to make this a career that I can support my family off of, I can live off of, and I can be passionate about doing. Because this is something that I've always wanted to do. I've been told many times that I just, I have the thing for it. I think so too. Even though I doubt myself sometimes, something will happen that just pulls me right back in. That's like, this is your calling. This is your purpose. So yeah, music is really, uh, I'm married to it <laughs> at this point. You're married to it. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a love for everyone. If there's any, if, if whatever we're going through in our lives, music's always the thing we fall back on. It's the thing that either brings us back to a moment that was difficult and it makes us reminisce and makes us feel humbled. 
and in, in other moments it lifts us up and inspires us to keep going and to keep driving forward and and sometimes it's just something to listen to while you're doing doing the laundry or doing the dishes or yeah. mopping the floor you know so so so, so music is in in all parts of our life whether we like it or not but to be a creator you know are, are you still 19 yes yeah, right. So so not long ago you were in high school and you're going through school where you as a teenager you're having to fight with the whole idea of of fitting in and be- belonging to something, belonging to people and and being popular with people. I, m- I remember that feeling myself so much because I was trying to pursue music myself. I'm I'm a failed musician. I'm now a comedian and a, and a radio presenter. But, you know, I I've, I've been there with the trying to impress people and trying to be a musician. Now, how can you justify, you know, during your teens and how can you convince your peers that you're going to school with that this is a is a good career move, this is a good dream to have because the odds against us are so high and so difficult that the likelihood is that none of us will succeed. Well, it didn't really take much convincing when my people heard my music, they were blown away. When teachers heard it, they were blown away. I performed for my school for a food drive. And for weeks after that, teachers were coming up to me saying this, like, you are talented. You are crazy talented. Like, what you did is amazing. And and since I was a little girl, my teachers would always tell me I was going to be a superstar. Nobody's ever really doubted me and my abilities. And that's why I am so confident that I will make it one day because the people I have around me have done nothing but encourage me and support me, you know, really uplift me when it comes to my music. You know, it's easy to say you should look for a more practical career, but everybody has made me believe that music is a practical career. And, you know, opportunities have opened up because just random people are sending my music to other random people that can help me get get a leg up because everybody has expressed that they see potential in me. And even though I know it's one in a billion, I feel like my chances are high because I am doing what I love. I'm passionate about it. I'm a writer and the music industry loves songwriters because not everybody can write a lot everybody a lot of people can entertain a lot of people can sing a lot of people can rap but not everybody can write and I feel like I wouldn't have been given these gifts if I were not to use them so amazing and do you think that's something to do with the American conditioning of you know everyone's everyone's (laughs) it, it, it may be a complete stereotype but you you hear you hear this stereotype of of Americans being told that they could be the next president, and that whatever you whatever you're doing or whatever you're learning or whatever stage in your life you are, you you you're you're taught about the American dream, whereas in the UK I say I want to be a musician. They goes no, become a carpenter. That's it. Just that's a better trade. And instantly in the UK they you, they just stamp you down and say no, you can't do this because. Because you you need you need to get a backup. Even if you want to be a musician, you have to go and get a trade and go and get something, or go and go to university or those things. But it seems like 
in America, it's a bit more like, no, if you've got a dream, you chase that dream because if you're right and you're brilliant and you're amazing, then you will make it. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Well, also, the American dream mostly pertains to Christian white men. And so I never really thought about it. It was never like people say you can be the next president, but they're not talking to African-American women. (laughs) They're not talking to us. So, you know, I never really thought about it or it doesn't really intrigue me. The American dream doesn't really, it's not a part of my career. It never was a part of my thinking. I'm going for it because I know that I'm talented and everybody has told me I'm talented. It's not that you can be whatever you want to be because, you know, you got to put a lot of work in to be whatever you want to be. And it doesn't just fall into your lap. I am going after it because I feel like I have it. I feel like it's already mine. I just have to take the certain steps. I just have to go along the journey to get it and finally make it mine in the present because it's what I I really want to do. I've tried going on a more practical path. Like I'm in school, I'm a psychology major and I'm studying to be a therapist in mental health, but psychology could also help me with my writing and my lyricism and help me reach out to more people and be more relatable and make my music somewhat therapeutic for people who really need someone to listen to or to talk to or just know that they're not alone. And I also love therapy. So if music, God forbid, if it doesn't work out, you know, I could go into therapy, but, you know, I have weighed my options with career paths. I was studying to be a pharmacist. I was a chemistry major for for a little bit. My freshman year of college, I was a yeah, chem major. And I'm good at chemistry. I'm good at science. I am good at math. But further into the class, I was just realizing like, I'm good at this, but it's not what I want to do. It's a, it's a practical career path. I could be making a lot of money in the future, but it's hard to put all your eggs in that basket when it's not what you know you're passionate about. Like, I know that 10 years from now, am I going to be happy doing this? Am I going to want to wake up in the morning to do this and be content with my life? And honestly, could not answer that with a yes. That was not truthful. Even though the money is good, like it's not worth it if you're not happy and you're not mentally okay with your life. Because a career is something that you do for the rest of your life. And I, yeah. I couldn't see myself doing that and, and knowing that I had music in the palm of my hand and I just let it go for something quote unquote more practical. There's, there's a beautiful story. I don't know if you've ever read the book. Um, I have, I, I've listened to the audio book of it. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it's about one who digs to the pot of gold and then stops just before they find the pot of gold. And then two days later, another person comes along and digs that one foot further 
that one yard further and actually finds the pot of gold. And it's like, if you stop too soon, then you've missed the mark. At least if you go all out and you go, you know, and, and you know, you, you give it everything for a year, two years, and it doesn't make it at that time, at least you've given it everything. But it's a really, really healthy mentality that you have at 19 because it takes people many years to, to realize that the day job, the the you know the sensible nine to five job isn't the thing that's going to make them perpetually happy even if that's the the thing that's going to give them money and i think that's a really advanced outlook that you have on that because many many people don't realize that into their 30s into their 40s and to have that before you're even 20 is incredible thank you i've just been really weighing my options and figuring out what I truly want to be for people and for myself, because I love helping people. That's another reason why I wanted to go into the medical field. And therapy is medical, psychology is medical, and helping people. And I feel like, you know, not much medicine, but through my words, I feel like that's helping people. Therapy helps if you're not mentally healthy. You're not healthy. And a lot of people don't understand that or take that into consideration and kind of let themselves go mentally. And because they're, you know, supporting their family, they're, you know, too consumed in their job. They're just, you know, not mentally there. And even through music, music is therapy can be therapy. There are many times in my life where music has brought me back on my feet and it's just like, okay, I just got to keep going. I got to keep pushing and not even making music, but listening to it and being able to relate with people I will probably never meet in my life and feeling like a song was specifically made for me in mind, being able to connect with every single word. Like, I feel like that's something magical between an artist and their listeners where it's like, you're like, I'm not alone because y'all are listening to me. And now y'all know y'all aren't alone because you have each other. Like the fan base is what makes the artists. And when, you know, the fan base just connects with you on a different level emotionally. I feel like that can be extremely therapeutic knowing that you're not the only one that thinks that way. You're not the only one that looks at yourself that way. You're not the only one that feels these emotions. That makes me feel really good. Helping people accept themselves just makes me feel really good, making people happy. Where does that come from? Does that come from you feeling like there's a lack of representation for you to relate to as you're growing up? No, because I've I've always had music that I'd love to listen to that made me feel better when I was feeling down. But, you know, I also have a lot to say. And, you know, just going throughout life and feeling lonely and feeling like, why is my brain like this? Why am I thinking like this? And why do I feel this way? And being able to release that 
through writing and making music, it makes me feel good. And when people come to me telling me that my music has helped them on their journey and made them feel better and made them feel less lonely, it just really, it, I can't even describe the feeling. It's just like, I wrote this because I felt uh, alone. And people I don't even know are coming to me telling me like, your music made me feel less alone. And it's like, I have people that understand me and my most vulnerable self. And I feel like that's really magical. Studying psychology, is that something that, have you struggled with mental health yourself growing up or as a family member or somebody you know has struggled with it to inspire you to want to um, study psychology? Um, yeah, I, I have diagnosed anxiety. I have been through a lot. Uh, I, I've been through a lot and I have slipped into, you know, depressive episodes that last from, you know, weeks to months to, you know, almost a year. And I also have some other things in my mental health. I, I'm, I'm not really up to sharing that right now. Sure, It's sure. just been extremely hard first at some points in my life to feel genuinely okay and happy and there just being present and not being consumed in what could have been and why is this happening and you know magnifying situations I put myself in mental loops all the time that take hours to break out of and that's because of my anxiety and Mm -hmm. you know People throw around the word anxiety so much today. People don't really, a lot of people think they have it, but they don't really. And the people that do have it, it's downplayed and it's not really taken into account because now it seems, according to social media, everybody has it. <laughs> but it's it's really a mental battle. Yeah, I did just to, in a bit to gain your trust a little bit. I have bipolar, I was diagnosed at 15, I'm now 29, and I my teens were particularly difficult. And whilst I'm somewhat, you know, stable in terms of bipolar and things, the thing that really drags me down is probably the anxiety of letting other people down or not delivering or not fulfilling my own my own potential. So I totally understand that struggle. And with bipolar, going through that at 15, you know, this is now 14 years ago that I was diagnosed with bipolar and nobody understood at school. No one could understand it at that time. At that time, anxiety about social media or all those things was just wasn't thrown around as words or thrown around as, as diagnoses. So school was particularly taxing for me because no one could understand why my behavior was like this, why I'd pull out of things last minute, why I didn't want to do things, why I didn't want to do that. Because the anxiety just overruled me, the you know the depression or the sometimes even mania completely consumed me, and then when you get celebrities and public figures frivolously throwing around the word anxiety and depression and things that they're going through, and you're thinking, look, you don't understand the struggle. 
You know, this is something that can take an anxiety moment can literally consume an entire day of your life. I've had days at work, right, where something's been going on into my my personal life. And because of bipolar, because of that magnification, like you spoke about. Yeah. I just can't. I'm just completely in, incapacitated. I just cannot. Exactly. I, I get exactly what yeah. you're saying, every single word. And to me, that's anxiety. That when you lose an entire day of work or an entire day of anything or creativity because you can't mentally or physically bring yourself to do the thing that you know, the task that you're 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 you've been tasked to do, that to me is what real anxiety is, is where it just completely immobilizes you. Yeah. It it definitely is just like that. And it's it's honestly like it's really annoying when you can't focus because you're just going through these loops of how a situation could have been handled. Why you didn't do it this way? Why did it happen that way? Why did it, like, what could I have done? And just going through conversations in my mind that are never going to happen because the situation is already over. But like, I'm trying to revive it in my brain and I'm like stop it stop it and then 10 seconds later thinking about it again um and it it really it it's really bad and with my work also like with my job it was making it extremely hard to work and um my anxiety has gotten worse since October because I had to attend Two funerals in two weeks because my, yeah, my best friend's dad passed away. And then one of my very close friends, she passed away and things have just not been, things have been very weird for me. Just perceiving my life has been extremely weird because I'm slowly being brought out of this bubble that I've been in my entire life. Do you know it's a really important process of life? When you see loss and when you see you, you're faced with mortality, it's actually a huge moment in your life. And it's something that none of us are immune to. Yeah. We'll all go through it at some point. Yeah. And and I, and I can assure you that just by talking about this like this in this conversation, you'd be having a huge impact on other people that perhaps look up to you and perhaps look at your, you know, like the things that you're achieving with your music and and what you're you're propelling out into the ether. Yeah, the conversations like this will be very important to other people. So just by being open like this, you, other people will look at this and think, "Yeah, I can get through this. I can get through that." Yeah, it, it takes a lot of strength, but you know, anybody can do it if you really want it. Like I, I really want to heal, and I want to make it past this this era of my life, and know that you know it's okay. Earlier this year, well, not earlier this year, but before the fall, like August, when I moved into this new house, um, I I believe in manifesting. I believe in law of attraction. I asked for growth. And I feel as if this is the way that I am receiving it, you know. For anyone who's not um, familiar with law of attraction, the, the, the theory is that you breed positive outcome by having positive thoughts. Am I right? Yes. And it can also work with negative thoughts and negative outcomes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It depends on your vibration and 
It depends on your outlook and practicing gratitude also helps in being thankful for what you have now so you can receive more in the future and be thankful for what the universe, what God is doing for you. If you're, if you believe in that, I'm not trying to push spirituality or religion or anything. This is just my beliefs. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to mention that law of attraction isn't associated with any sort of religion. It's, It's a theory about spirituality. And I think, I think even if you're not a Christian or if you're not um, religious in any way at all, but you're spiritual, then all of these teachings, all of the, everything that Nia is talking about is accessible for anyone. You know, it's no different to someone like yoga, someone like Pilates and meditation and things like that. These are things that anyone can practice, anyone can get on board with. If you believe that, you know, these things have been, you know, inspired or driven or dictated by a higher power, then that's your, then that's your opinion. It, it doesn't really matter. These, these teachings about spirituality is something that we we can all practice and we can all get on board with. Exactly. Yes. Well said. I incorporate God into my law of attraction and my spirituality and my angels and stuff. I like that's definitely intertwined with law of attraction in my eyes, in my opinion. And it makes me feel a lot better knowing, putting my faith in that. Cause I, I'm not like, I was raised Christian and I still practice Christian values, but it's not my religion. I don't really identify with a religion. I'm just, you know, spiritual. You're still driven by a higher power. You think that yeah. our fate and our, and our, you know, our, our destinies are, are driven by a different, a different force, a different energy. Yeah. Cause I like, there are just some things that only like I can explain with you know God watching over me and just miracles that have happened in my life it, it doesn't matter if they're big or small they still have you know opened up my eyes and just solidified my faith and um, to keep practicing and keep working and it, it also comes with my music because like I said the first song that I ever dropped 50,000 listens is that, is that called From Here? Is that the one? Yes. Yeah. And that was an eye-opener for me. I was like, maybe this is my calling. Because that doesn't just happen. Like, for a lot of people, that doesn't just happen. Your very first song, you have zero followers on your music page, SoundCloud, you know. You have zero followers. How can he be your best friend if you never talk to him? I can see the sun from here. I can see the sun from here I can see the sun I can talk to God from here I can talk to God from here I can talk to God you have zero followers and you drop one song just haphazardly like it wasn't even a thought I was just like should I drop this and everybody's like yeah drop it oh my gosh and I'm like okay well no promotion (laughs) nothing I took the cover art with a um, Polaroid camera and the book Eleanor and Park because it's a romance book and I was like maybe that's cute like I don't know if I put no thought into 
dropping the song. Of course, I put thought into writing it, but um, dropping it and just 50,000. And every single time where I have thought about quitting and just stopping music, something happens that just draws me right back in. I just feel like the timing is just too divine. When I am thinking about last summer, I'm like, what was that last summer when I dropped my first mixtape? I don't want to talk about that mixtape, but (laughs) (laughs) I, I dropped that and it just wasn't doing well. It just wasn't doing as well as I thought it was going to do. And I was just like, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this isn't it. And just I was just contemplating that as when I was starting college, like I, I'm not, I'm probably gonna stop making music. And then I make a video of me singing a song that I just made that day while I was folding laundry. It was company. I just recorded that and it blew up on campus on a campus scale. Not really blew up like a million, but you know, fifty thousand, like around fifty thousand watches. And then around campus, you're the girl that sings on Twitter. Oh my gosh, are you are you that girl that you're such a good singer? Da, 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 da. Like, and so one person even took a picture with me, and it just felt really, really, really good. And I was just like getting little tastes of what I could have if I just keep working and stop doubting myself because I know that I have it but if you let doubt affect your life and affect your dreams and affect your goals and just abandon it because it's not happening right now and it's happening for other people you're never gonna get there because I feel like I'm waiting so long because what I'm about to get to is about to be so good because people around me are blowing up, are in relationships, are being like just happy and getting where they need to be and reaching their goals and reaching success like on a on a small scale, like because we're all still extremely young. But you know, it's a success being 19 and purchasing your own car. It's a success reaching 1 million followers in five months. It's it's small success, but it's going places. And I've just been, I, I feel as if I've been stagnating and not moving forward. But what does success mean to you though? What does success mean to you? That success has been redefined for me many, many times. Like, cause I used to think success was me getting signed and me performing at big venues and finally everybody knowing my name and walking down the street and people, I want to take a picture with you. Oh my gosh, you're my idol. That's what, you know, that's success, but that's not, you know, everything. That part, that aspect isn't everything. Making millions isn't everything. I feel as if for success for me is building my su- supporters and, you know, being able to reach out, even if my fan base is extremely small, even if it's just 10 people, being able to, you know, reach out to them and being present with them. Cause it's like, you're, 
you're helping me create by just listening, being, you know, by, by wanting my creation and being able to spread my thoughts and being able to, you know, relate with people and help people. And, you know, it, it may be extremely slow, but getting up that ladder to finally be more well-known and being more present in the community and just helping people from, you know, adults to young, I don't want to say kids, but you know, like preteens, you know, I, I feel like my music is very versatile when it comes to listeners. Because a lot of older people like my music because I, I use sultry beats and bring a nostalgic feel. And young people like my music because it's, you know, chill, vibey. And, you know, a lot of people say my voice is really nice to listen to. And also it's relatable for younger people. Yeah, I feel like that's what success is to me, being able to spread my sound and getting, being recognized and people thoroughly enjoying my product. I feel like that's success. For real, for real. And and how, how integral do you think something like TikTok and Instagram have been to building that, that fan base that you have? Honestly, Instagram has been more, you know, helpful in building that because on TikTok, I usually just make stupid TikToks. The TikTok that went viral isn't really, isn't about music or anything. I'll use TikTok more once I get more followers because that's how, you know, people see you. So, um, but it's more Instagram when I've been making those uh, little rap and sing videos. That's what have, like, that's what's brought people to me. Like, I made a an account called Nia Raps. It's no longer active, but I used to make rap videos on it, and now I just post them on my main account. And before I even started dropping music, somebody, his name is Zinden Levon, he asked me to feature on a song before I have ever even dropped any music. I just thought that was incredible. Like, people already want me to make music before I even have a chance to figure anything out. Like all I knew, all I knew was YouTube beats, no name type beats, and listen to them and just make something and make a video. And through that, that's how I've been gaining people to look my way and see my like see what I have to offer in the music industry when it comes to sound and writing style and just writing in general because you know I, I write all my stuff I sometimes like write with friends but it's never really like actively helping me figure out stuff to put in a song it's like you know they give me ideas about what to write about you know sometimes we just all write together but in separate rooms <laughs> <laughs> and when we come together to show each other what we've made you know 
feedback and critiquing and to see what can be improved. And usually I am really a perfectionist when it comes to writing. So sometimes it can take me hours to days to write a song, especially when I'm rapping, because I feel like for rapping, the wordplay has to be immaculate. The The delivery has to be on, on point. Yeah. Because it's easy to make trash music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you put time and effort to make something good, it, it feels good when you know that you did everything that you could to make the track as nice as it could be. Like for my song, Cruise Control, that took me three days to write. And three days is a pretty long time for me. But I was taking my time with it because I wanted it to be different. And I wanted to deliver a couple different flows in about a minute. (laughs) And (laughs) um, because the song is only a a minute. (laughs) And my rap is even shorter than that. But I wanted to deliver something that was like, I need to listen to it to this again, or I want a little bit of more of this. Like, why do all the shortest songs have to be so good? That's how I always feel about short songs. They're always the best songs and you, you want a little bit more of it, but it's like, that's all you get. And that's what, when you listen to it even more and you wish you had more. And that's another reason why I made that song because short songs are definitely the ones that you listen to the most because you wish you could get a little bit more out of it. Doc, I'm breaking backs and I'm blowing packs. Yeah, I'm causing spasms. Fathom after that was the aftermath. Got me counting up this moolah and I'm dreaming of super cosplaying hooky to be in the studio with my entourage. I can't get them off me. This my family with giving blessings like hand-me-downs. I talk to God every now and then cause he hears me now. I'm like a preacher. These people are looking to me for guidance. I guess my pen got the Midas. I guess I really talk to God when I'm keeping my pen in motion. Been in it like ankle deep. My angels been trying to beat. These numbers been trying to speak to me sequences frequently signs and plates i think i'm gonna be great if i don't take the bait Ooh, and lately i've been lifted up by the grace i've entered the darkest place where the god the devil will never get to see my face only in the weak ones last resort is other soul yeah and it's so true it's, it's, it's so true what you say there i mean how true one of the things about what you do and particularly was very prevalent now with with you know output and I think creativity and things we put out out there on the internet is that it's very visual so not only do you need to get your lyrics right get your sound right get your music right get your presentation right your your actual visual of what you do as well and you see from your videos on Instagram that you've mastered all the different little ticks that you need to have. So all the different little beats, all the different little cues in the songs that you write, you have an expression on your face that then suits that moment in that track. Yeah. My mom always loves to talk about that when I make those videos. She's... (laughs) (laughs) Some of your videos shouldn't be seen by parents. Well, you know, (laughs) my mom, (laughs) she loves my music. Oh, really? That's great. That's great. Yeah. She's... Probably one of my biggest fans, and she is my biggest fan. All my music is on her playlists, and she just loves listening to it. And even though I do say some, you know, some stuff, like, you know, she understands that's the craft. And, 
you know, it's art. Music is art. And I'm not saying anything too vulgar that like she can't listen to. Like I'm not saying things like Megan Stallion or Cardi B or Nick Minaj. Like I'm not saying things that, you know, are really explicit. And plus I'm a young woman. I am going into my young adulthood. Like she knows that I curse. Like it'll be different now if I was 15 and I was saying that stuff. She would probably have something to say about it. Can you repeat your question? <laughs> I got off track. Yeah, so, you, so you, you've mastered your video expressions and and it's almost like you've future-proofed yourself that if this does, like, take off, then you've already got the expressions. If you're on a talk show, you've already got the look that's suited to a certain thing that's said. And I think that's, you know, you're... It sort of solidifies the thing about being ready for stardom, if, you, if that does come, that you're totally ready for those things. And I think I was talking about this in another interview in this series about, about this, about, about how doing things online has forced us to become better and knowing our own faces, knowing our own expressions, knowing our own emotions, our visual emotions. And it seems that you've already looked in front of the camera or looked in front of the mirror and said that the words that I'm rapping at the moment, or the words that I'm singing at the moment, or spitting at the moment, are matching that facial expression. And I just, it, I think, I do think, and I'm gonna throw myself under the bus here, but I think that's probably the reason I thought this person is for real when I first came across your song on TikTok. Thank you. I've always been a very expressive person. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm extremely like I wouldn't say outgoing but when I'm with the right people and I'm comfortable I am truly myself when it comes to that and I've been just working on being myself 100% like and you know because I'll be scared to be myself because like if people don't like me but it's like if you don't like me in my truest form then you know you can just leave me alone like if you saw my my video on Instagram of the side-by-side -side when I was nine years old and now me being 19 years old, I haven't really changed a bit. I've always been super silly and wacky and expressive. And when it comes to my music, you know, I wrote it. I feel every single thing that I'm saying because it's mine and it's my experience and it's how I am, like I just said, it's how I'm feeling. And, you know, it's when I put myself in scenarios in my music, it's like just thinking about it. Like in one of the one of the videos that I did, it was called I named the song Wait, but I don't think it said that on there. I was in a little scarf. It's one of my more recent ones. It was talking about a future guy, you know, and how I've been through. And that's, you know, I. I love that song. I love it because, you know, that's how I feel. And I was able to put it into words because, you know, I've been through a lot of bad eggs and I'm just excited to meet somebody that I genuinely like. And, you know, it's easy to just make those facial expression expressions when you're just thinking about, you know, romance. Romance is fun to think about and it's fun to, you know, have ideas of what being in love could be like and just it's like being caught up in a daydream and acting out the daydream as it's going it also makes me feel good when I can 
express myself through those videos and be energetic even while I'm just sitting down in front of a camera and have give people energy for the song because I'm just sitting there singing it. People aren't going to watch the video if my face doesn't change, if I'm not making any movements and I'm just staring at the camera with this blank face. Like my voice may sound good, but it's like, this girl is boring. I don't want to be boring. <laughs> and if you want to find that man, you're going to have to be less boring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so true though. And it's a great song. And I think that's one of your, that's probably one of your most expressive songs that almost every lyric you've got, you've got a facial expression, you know, even putting your thumb down and things like that in that video, you know, that's, it's like a cheeky thing. And, and it goes back to what, like what you were saying earlier about, about creating something that other people can look at and think, you know what? I'm feeling like that too. And perhaps I'm going to find somebody too. Yeah. And that's how I want people to feel. Like, because, you know, it's easy to get discouraged and feel insecure and feel bad and feel like nobody's here for you. Like there's nobody in the world that you could fall in love with. But it's like, it's only a matter of time. And if you take time to just love yourself and truly be yourself, you know, it'll come. And if you have a positive attitude about that, people are attracted to positivity and will want to explore like what is this girl like what what is this guy like they they seem pretty cool let me get to know them you know yeah so true and another one of your songs that i really like is streets yeah i absolutely love the lyrics of that Thank you. and i would love to know how true is that song to like your life and how you've come through life Okay, so I feel like that song, you know, since I I grew up in suburban community, I have gone to private school my entire life. So I feel like it's me talking about, you know, the people that I've been around and everybody wants to be a gangster for some reason. And I never really understood that because, you know, People who have to do that for a living, that's not, you know, that's not necessarily what they want to do. And the people that I'm around, they just want to get in trouble and they want to be bad and they want to be hood. And you have so many opportunities in front of you and you want to act a fool and get in trouble with police and do all these things because you think it's fun when people do this because they're actually struggling to provide for their families and they're they're trying to make it in life as well as they can. They're trying to survive and you're doing this for fun. I just never understood that. That's where the main hook came from the song. I mean, just, just the chorus, everyone everyone wants to be a gangster. You know, just, just that one line is is so profound because it's like even, even anyone who wants to be a musician, whatever class or level or, or wealth you come from, you you want to be the cool kid and whatever school or whatever place you're in you want to be the cool kid and for some reason being a gangster sounds cool but for those that are are trying to you know just put food on the table for their family but out of desperation they happen to sell drugs or class a's and and things like that then that's not a happy situation to be in you know things like the gta game and stuff like that totally glorify these things but when somebody's actually going through that at that moment then that's not fine and it and it's sort of like i'm sure you could write a song about this but it's a bit like mental health the idea of throwing words around 
anxiety and depression and bipolar and schizophrenia and all these other words because it sounds cool or because it's currently trending in social media but when you're actually going through an anxiety moment like I still I didn't bring this up earlier but I'm still feel guilty about slapping a friend when this is going back a long time 20 years right slapping a friend in the face because he stole my Mars bar now, I don't know if you know what a Mars bar is, but it's like this, it's a chocolate bar in the UK. So he stole it. It was on my thing and I slapped him. And then later he went and bought me a replacement because he felt guilty. But I was the one who hit him. And it's 20 years since that happened. And I'm feeling guilty about it now. And it's like, he's forgotten about it. He's moved on. He's got children, all those things. But that's what anxiety is. That That's that thing that you you feel something so many years later and it's like, why am I feeling like this? And it's so true with what you're saying. We, we we play this, we create this image of ourselves out there. And you probably do it yourself a little bit with social media. You put out a very positive image and stuff and confident yeah. image out there onto the social media. But that doesn't give people the true reflection of who's behind the creations. Exactly. And that's where I feel like a lot of celebrities get lost when they're going through things and people don't acknowledge it because when you see celebrity figures as idealistic people, people that can never be touched, people that have achieved wonderful things and have money. And so they have to be happy. And that's one, another reason why I want to be very connected with my fan base when it starts to grow, because even though I portray a confident, happy, beautiful girl that is talented, makes music. I'm also a shy, a insecure, anxious, you know, just mentally everywhere. And sometimes like I can't, I just can't function. People don't understand that when, you know, celebrities are put into corners and like, you know, scandals and stuff and just drama. I I do not want to be associated with any drama if I ever get anywhere with my music career because I just want to be the least problematic person <laughs> and, you know, just be here for the music. But like when it does happen and people are just bashing and canceling and just being just the worst type of person you can be to somebody you don't even know. It's like everybody has emotions and everybody is affected by things in different ways. You know, all the hate that a lot of celebrities get on a regular basis affects them mentally. And they think that since they have a million followers, that since they have like millions of dollars, it's just like, it doesn't matter. But the way our generation is and how attached we are to our phones, you can get consumed in those negative comments, even though there are good comments in all of that. You can get consumed by people's negative actions towards you because, you know, when it comes to stuff like that, you look at the negative and it outshines the positive a lot of times if you can't really put um, things in perspective. And I feel like it takes a very strong person to be in the spotlight because it can be mentally exhausting and disastrous for just yourself. It's weird, isn't it? Because we could have 
a thousand amazing comments about what we do and then there could be just that one person that picks out a single little fault in what you're doing you're like oh what's the point then everything oh forget it don't do any of it and it's so it's so amazing how fragile our egos can be now one of the things that struck me and, and this is totally off the record um conversation that we had or, or you know exchange that we had that wasn't a part of this conversation but you're very family orientated and your values of family are so concrete and I find that so inspiring because we live in a world that we're so detached from our communities, we're so detached from our immediate family or our immediate friends because the world is so online, so virtual and so demanding and it seems to me that all the validation you need in your life is that that you get from your your mum and it feels like and I want I want to just like give her a massive her a massive shout out because she seems like somebody who is so down to earth and so real with you and so honest with you about everything that you do that you that you're able to go out there produce things that could be slightly adult slightly explicit and all those things but she knows that the values that she's instilled in you and embedded in your personality and in your values are so strong and so deep that it doesn't matter because she trusts that what you're putting out there is something that you truly, truly believe in. Yeah. And the fact that she's my number one supporter, it means the world to me because a lot of people who make music, their parents don't agree and they don't really understand. And my mom has always just been in my corner when it came to music and, you know, just, you know, teaching me, you know, I'm unique, but I'm not better than anybody else as nobody's better than me. We're all unique in our own ways. And we all have our talents, which make us us. And whenever people are like, oh, you're, you're this, that, like, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. Da, 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 da. Like, and just, you know, putting me on a pedestal that just kind of makes me feel weird. Cause it's just like, um, like you said, I'm just Nia. <laughs> I am just Nia. We're all humbled by the fact that somebody gave birth to us. Yeah. And that should, that we should always be reminded of that, that somebody else created us. Somebody else has that over us. We're never going to be better than that because they, they're the ones who gave life to us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And somebody had molded us into the person that we are today. Yeah. So true. And it like a lot of people forget that. And a lot of people think that they're self-made when they, when artists say that they are self-made and they just forget that the people that helped them along the way and the fans that gave them the money that they walk on. It's just like, nobody is truly self-made. The people that buy your product made you, the people that listen to your music made you the people that invested time and effort into your dream they helped make you i feel like that gets really lost in translation when people are transitioning from a regular person to somebody in stardom where i'm at right now i'm really trying to ground myself and solidify you know who i am cuz i don't want that to change even though Things were to go on an upswing for my career. And that comes with change. 
everything comes with change. Every transition in your life, you change. But I want to stay true to who I really am and not let all the shiny lights and all the nice things, you know, just cloud my judgment and mess up who I am hotwired to be, you know? And I think it brings it back to a part of our conversation early on. I think one of the first things you said in this conversation is that you want to make it so you can provide for your family. Yeah, that's what I always think about. And I feel like it's just, it would be so nice to be able to, you know, really do things for my family that like are needed. And even though, you know, they don't ask anything of me, they don't ask for any of that, but it's just like being able to just give things to my family that I, that they need or, you know, <laughs> that they want, like, you know, pay for things for myself that, you know, they usually have to pay for. And because that's also <laughs> helping and, you know, being able to spoil my family and go on trips. We, we love Universal Studios. That is our favorite place ever to vacation. And we haven't been able to go because, you know, Universal Studios is expensive, <laughs> extremely. <laughs> and I feel like it would be just so nice to have my entire family go on that trip or you know, my, my brother has been wanting this car forever. It's this BMW. It's a very old model, but he wants it. And I just feel like it would be really nice to like surprise him with that. And I just, I think about that all the time and it's really just, it's a daydream. It's a fantasy right as of right now, but one day I'd really hope to do it. And you know, help him with his film editing and stuff, even though on TikTok, he's kind of TikTok famous with his film editing and just his aesthetic and stuff, because he's also extremely talented. He is a creator. He used to make music, but now it's more design and editing. Like it's, it's art. It's art. It's amazing. It truly is. And um, if you ever want to look him up, his at on everything is UFO Landings. So if you ever want to see what he's doing, it's pretty amazing. So, but just being able to really be present with my family along this journey and bringing my brother with me is really something that I want to do because he, his brain, man, <laughs> he smart, talented, just creative in ways that like, you know, I just don't even compare and doing things that I honestly, I don't think I could ever do. And he's also a really big inspiration to me when I really, really think about it. Is he an older brother to you? Yeah, he's 21. Okay. And his music taste, my music taste has adapted from his, just the type of clothes he likes. I have most of his clothes, the ones that he can't wear in my closet. <laughs> and because even though he's kind of shy and timid, he's also like outgoing and he knows what he wants. And he's just, he's an amazing big brother. And he always like, even though we fight because, you know, for siblings, but he definitely, he's always there for me. And I could not ask for a better big brother. 
so you've mentioned a lot about how rapping and the music and the singing makes you happy. And you also mentioned earlier about if you were to look back in 10 years time on your life, you'd want to make sure that you made choices that followed your heart. So in 10 years, what would you like to be saying about your career of the last 10 years? I want to say like, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be in this moment right now. I made all the decisions I was supposed to make. I went through everything I was supposed to go through. And I did everything that was expected of me to be in the position that I am in. And I am truly happy with where I'm at. Even though it may not be everything, I, I want to be genuinely happy with my path in life and with the people that I have around me. I, I still want to have them extremely close. And when it comes down to who I am deep down, I hope that I did not change drastically to a point where people would not be able to recognize me through conversation. I still want to be me and my best, my truest form. And I want to know that I did every single thing right, even though life is a freaking roller coaster. Everything went exactly how it's supposed to go. And I experienced pain and suffering to learn and to carry on into my career and my adult life. So I'm being molded to handle what I'll be handling in 10 years time. So I can just help myself in the best of my abilities and being able to help people around me. I just, 10 years time, that's what I want to be saying. I did everything exactly right. Nia, thank you so much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And I could talk to you for hours, but that was that was a really great conversation. It was awesome. It was a very awesome conversation. I really enjoyed this. Nia Nikolai, wow, what an amazing episode that was. I absolutely love speaking to her about life, mental health, and of course, her amazing music. I really urge you to go and download our songs, follow her on social media and us, of course. All of that information is in the description. Join me next week when I speak to the highly acclaimed comedian and now author, Spencer Brown. Take care, stay safe, and I'll speak to you next week. Bye.